We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. I think that you, maybe you have a word as well that you'd like to share, you could add to this. But um, I want to call it for what it is when it comes to, we're going to be talking about battles today in our lives. It's literally something that all of us deal with. If you don't deal with the battle, you just came out of it or you're getting ready to go into it. I don't mean to speak that over you, but the world that we live in, there's a lot of battles and how worship can combat the battles in our lives. How worship literally is our strongest, most effective, most dangerous weapon against the enemy. And I want you to just bow your heads in the room right now and um, just ask ask um, the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. I don't think you'll even need to. It's there. And I want to mention a couple of things that you might be battling with today. And I want you to know, I want you to realize, and why don't you just be seated so that you can relax in this. Don't fall asleep or don't turn off or don't stop. But would you just lift your hands for a minute? I'm going to help you. Just lift your hands. I don't want to lift my hands. We'll lift them up anyways. Would you say this right now? Holy Spirit, I am open to anything you have for me today. No, 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 no. Maybe you aren't, but you can just say it again. I am open to anything you have for me today. And if you don't want to say it out loud, just say it under your breath and you mean it right now. I am open to anything you have. And you can keep your hands up or you can put them down. But I want to speak to some things in this room today. And they're, they're common all over the place, but I know they're here too. And the truth is, the battle is won by Jesus, by God, by the Holy Spirit in our worship. The battle is won not by us, but by him. It's a spiritual battle. Well, my battle is physical. Yes, your battle might be physical, but it's also physical. Because when you know the nature of what you're fighting against, you will have the strategy. You will have the strategy to fight it. And here is your strategy today, my friends, my family. Your strategy is Jesus. That is your strategy. Here is the nature of your battle is a spiritual battle. Yes, it might have been something you made happen by your own flesh or by the world that we live in because it's evil, but it's a spiritual battle. And I happen to know a Bible verse that I memorized when I was a cadet crusader in fourth grade. And it says, for we do not fight against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against the enemy. We do not wrestle against the spiritual forces. We do not, or, sorry, we do not wrestle against those things, but they are the spiritual forces in high places that we're fighting against. And I summarize that I want to say it in a different way so that you hear it. We're fighting against things that you can't see. And so I want to speak to some here today. We just sang a song that said, you make me brave. You make me brave. And you're thinking, I'm not brave. Maybe you feel like, well, I'm the opposite of brave. You don't make me brave. I feel the same as I came in here. And I want to tell you, if you have fear in your heart right now, if you're afraid of something, and I'm going to expound on this, but just take it for what it is first. If you have fear, you're afraid of the dark, you're afraid of the enemy, you're afraid of sickness, you're afraid of what could happen. All of those things are spiritual forces. They're not angelic, they're demonic. And they'll steal your joy away. 
And God would tell you today, I have made you brave because I am on your side. If you were fighting a fight at school and you had the biggest, toughest guy with you, you would go into that fight a lot more confident. And I want you to tell you it's more than a tough guy that's on your side. You have the God of the universe on your side. I come against fear right now in Jesus' name across this room. Anyone that is feeling fear, I don't want to be uh, cliche about it, but I want to be real. There are people that fight and they broke it and then they got it back and then they broke it and then fear came back. And I want to break it right now in Jesus' name. Not because of the power that we have, but because of the authority that you have given us to speak in your name. We come against fear in Jesus' name. And then this other thing, I haven't worked it out completely, what I'm trying to say but I know that God is trying to say it to you and it's and it's real and it's fear it's really fear in, in its core but it's um, when when someone makes you mad or when you're fighting against your husband or your wife or you're having a relationship problem um, you resort to blame them for what happened and it'll make you bitter it'll make you un- it'll cause unforgiveness it'll cause um dissension it'll cause you to split up perhaps it could cause you to be mad at each other for a long time and that at its core is fear you're afraid to face it for what it is and let God help you fix that because the relationship isn't wrong it's it's there's nothing wrong with the relationship you do not wrestle against your husband or your wife or your kids or your mom or your dad or your grandma or your aunt or your neighbor or your nephew <laughs> I had had my nephew at my house all week long it's not a fight against your them it's a spiritual battle and I would say to you today don't be afraid to face it and say go to that person and ask forgiveness or say I'm sorry I've been bitter let's fix this let's make this work this is what I'm mad at all of these things it's not about that person it's a spiritual and right now Lord Jesus if there's people in the room that have that um, uh, just a just a an ugliness with another relationship in their life it may not be deadly but it could uh, take their joy away I say right now that we call it for what it is we do not wrestle against our friends against our the people our family we wrestle against the spiritual forces in the high places and we say to you you do not have enemy you do not have hold on us we will not be tricked we will not be deceived. We will not let you steal away a relationship that is good because you don't like unity. You don't like marriages. You don't like friendship. You don't like relationship. And you'll do whatever you can. And we call it for what it is. You have no business. You have no place. Be gone out of those relationships. And I pray that you would cause people to be brave, to be able to Go and fix those things that are there and call it for what it is and tell them, I'm sorry I came against you. It wasn't against you. It was against the enemy. It's easy to blame the devil, isn't it? And it's fun to blame the devil because he deserves it. We're going to take a moment right now and I'm just going to wait on the Holy Spirit. And there's maybe a couple other things that he wants to fight, some battles that he wants to call for what they are. Um, And if you have that on your heart and your spirit it's hard to know is this me or is this the holy spirit speaking this but let's take a moment and you just sense what god might be saying to help our friends in this room get free jesus jesus at the end of this 
time after we call out the rest of the things that need to be called out, and I feel like there's more. Those are the only two I sense, and I'm not going to make up something else, but there's some others. But after we do this, we're going to sing a song called Reckless Love. The Bible says that how do you get rid of fear? Well, perfect love casts out all fear. And at that point, you're going to come up um, while we're singing the song. Everyone will be standing, and you leave it at the altar. You can come up. You can spend the whole song here. You can be on your knees. You can stand. You can literally place it on the altar and walk back to your seat. But I think God's going <laughs> to do something for you when you take that step. So what else do we need to deal with today? Would you, would you be sensitive and hear what the Holy Spirit says? I'm just going to wait. So real quick, um, a couple of days ago, I had a cadet come to me, and, and um, in that moment, we prayed, and later on that night, I, um, God woke me up, and, uh, and, I, and I just called out his name, and I prayed. The next day, we had a meeting with him and a commander, and he shared that he um, had thoughts of suicide. And it hit right in the middle of the night about around the time that God woke me up. And it was interesting. The, the commander said that, um, well, why, you know, why don't you have a plan? Why don't you go through it? And the only words he could come out of his mouth was, because of the chaplain. I said it's because of Jesus. But while I was sitting there, there's a battle of suicide that I want to call out. And I declare in the name of Jesus that you shall live and not die. I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how bad they hurt you. You serve a God who loves you unconditionally. And I break that curse that's upon your life that might try to hold you down. I call you free right now in the name of Jesus. You shall live and not die and declare the work of the Lord. We come against suicide. We come against suicidal thoughts. We come against it in your house, in your children, in your children's children. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over your household. And I declare you are blessed. In Jesus' name. Let that battle be won. Not by you. Let, the, let, let God do it. Just real quick, I wanted to let people, tomorrow is going to be 20 years clean and sober for me. And no, 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 no. The only person that deserves the credit for that is the Lord. Because, you know, it, and I'm not going to say it's not, not still a little bit of a battle. And at the beginning, it was a definite battle. But I tell you what, yielding to the Lord is the only reason to be clean and sober. And the only reason I am clean and sober today, you know, it's just a, a daily step by step, you know, and just yielding to the Lord. And I just want to encourage anybody who's dealing with it, boy, you know, just the Bible says, and I'm not real good with quoting the, the Bible, but, you know, draw near to the Lord and the devil will run. And so if you would pray that. Uh -huh. 
Amen. Amen. Resist him and he will flee from you. <laughs> but we don't do that. Resist that moment of resistance. If you do it, but that moment instead you, you embrace it and then the, the enemy does not run. He does not run away. He is not afraid. He's, he's emboldened by our embracing of our sin. But it says resist him and he will flee. That moment you have to resist. And if you, you know, you know. So if you're here with an addiction, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Uh, we, we've been, we've been tiptoeing around it, and at, at points we've come to come right into it with addictions. This last two months at church, and that's not by accident. The, the God knows that He's preparing our church for, for other things. I'd say bigger things, but I guess it's always bigger things. In, 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 in his scope of things, he always is calling us to greater. He's always calling us to greater. And he knows that when you're in sin, you can't do greater. You can do lesser. <laughs> you want to be called the lesser, you stay in your sin. And so we've been mentioning addictions often, almost every week. And I think I'm mentioning it again today. And literally every sermon has had the word pornography in it. And if you're dealing with that, it's because he's trying to get your attention. Do you know that the church has 65 or 70 percent of the church is addicted to pornography in the in the world that we live in, and and then the world outside of the church is probably the same or more. So it's it's a big one. But addictions, all right, addictions we call them out, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would give us strength. You would give us boldness to confront this and, and live for you. And I, I say in Jesus' name, these addictions must bow to you. All right. There might be some other things. There is. There's a number of things. And um, so that doesn't mean that the, just the things we said you're going to come up for. We're going to say, oh, that person has this, this, or this. No. There are so many things we're dealing with, so many battles. And it's not your battle. It's not your battle, and it's taken care of in worship. As Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, I learned it as a kid. He fought it through worship. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing this song. The song talks about the love of Jesus for us that's just kind of like in, incredible. They can't believe that he would love us this much. But um, accept his love. Bring that thing to the altar and let it die here. And then go back to your seat or stay up here and worship. But take advantage of this moment because God's going to do something in your, in your life. I'm just going to say one more thing and then I promise we'll start the song. Um, these past few weeks have been a little bit hard. Uh, I've dealt with depression since early adolescence, like 12 or 13. And some years are good, some years are not great. Um, and into my adulthood, it's changed to like more anxiety. Um, but I've been <laughs> so sad. Um, and uh, the other night, I was just like crying, crying out to God and just being like, I can't see the light in anything anymore. Even things that like used to make me happy, I, I just find everything bad in it all the time. And there's so much weighing on my heart and I'm so tired and I don't know how to get out of it and I was just crying I was like I can't see the light I can't see your light I can't see anything and I know there is because I've seen it before and I just can't get over this like hurdle I was just like crying and I went to bed and I woke up and I was still like this fog was over me and so um I was driving to work and I was 
like I'll just play a Disney playlist and maybe that'll help me. <laughs> um, and the first song that came up was uh, uh, I See the Light from Tangled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm just, I'm over here sobbing in my car to this Disney song. And I just want to give you hope that even in like your darkest moments, he's, he's listening. And he might come to you in a very unconventional way, like for a song on your Disney playlist is I See the Light. And it's okay to not be great. I'm still not great. I'm still very sad. Um, but it's going to be okay. He said, I see you and I'm meeting you where you are, and I know you don't have the strength to let me pull you out of it right now, but I'm here, and I'm with you in this, and if you can't find the light, I'll find it for you. So, now I'm gonna sing the song, and if I start crying, just let it go, okay? <laughs> not about us it's about him and that is the theme of our our series thank you for introing segueing it's about god it's not about us francis chan uh said something kind of funny to to one of his parishioners or to a to a christian and i took a screenshot of it it was on instagram it said um a churchgoer said to me i really didn't like worship today and Francis said to them, well, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you. <laughs> and we're here to worship God. It's about him. Amen. Last week, we talked about one of the biggest tragedies in the church, in corporate church, corporate worship gatherings, I think, is when we worship, uh, where we have our worship time, you know, the worship time, it's that 15 minute, 20, 33 songs, one fast song. You know, that time when you do that worship time and you don't even worship God during it. It's you're just kind of thinking about something else or you're thinking, I don't like this song or I don't like this, um, this uh, preacher or I don't like that, you know. And um, instead of keep keeping our eyes on him. So um, don't ever do that. It's tragic because worship is our greatest weapon. It's where uh, the, the God of the universe goes into action for us, and that is why it is such a distracted time. Our prayer time and our worship time are so distracted. You want to sit in the car and focus on a song? We'll play any secular song, and you'll stay with it. You play a worship song at times, at times, your mind will go a hundred different directions because the enemy's like, I don't want you listening to that stuff. That's going to cause you to be victorious, and I want you to be defeated. And that's what he does to us. An atmosphere of worship, people worshiping God, brings God's presence into a room. I said this last week, but a great worship leader, Israel Houghton, said, um, they asked him, well, how do you bring the presence of God into the room. And I even said to Elena today, great job with bringing the presence. But he said, it's really not me. It's, it's the way I bring the presence is who brings it with them when they come into the, into the room. And we don't realize that we're here to not get, uh, but give to God. And actually, we create by ourselves, by your literal 
body in the room worshiping him, you create an atmosphere of miracles where God can do things. I believe that that's why today as we're, as we're worshiping, the Holy Spirit speaks because there's an atmosphere where he's allowed to speak because the people are open. And as I may go so far as to say that worship can not only bring victory, but it can fight our battles for us. Today, I hope to inspire and equip you to win your battle. And I want to tell you who my audience is today. It's only those in the room that have a battle that is too big for you. If your battle you can handle, then you don't need to listen today. But those that feel like maybe the battle beats you at times... You know what I'm saying, it's everyone, I'm tricking you, right? If the battle is too big for you, this message is for you. It could be a relationship battle, a financial battle, a sickness battle, a battle of the mind, any battle that is bigger than you. I want to ask, how many are facing a battle at times that seems like it's bigger than you? Raise your hand. Okay, more can raise their hand now, okay. How many are fighting a battle of lying? You don't want to tell anyone you're fighting a battle. Mm -hmm. I want to call this message today. I'm going to call it. Uh, this is how I fight my battles because of the word I heard earlier. But I want to call this battle or this message. The battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. Lord, we just thank you for the remainder of our time together. I thank you for how you create uh, this this. Uh, group of people together, how you brought them together, a majpaj of all kinds of ages and all kinds of backgrounds, and, and we've all come together to be a part of one family, your family, and I pray that you would um, remind us to humble ourselves today, that we would not ever think we've arrived that there is always something you are wanting to do in our lives, and there is always a little bit farther that you want to take us. And Lord, I pray for anyone here that feels discouraged that they're not where they want to be, that they would realize that you're always going to call them to greater things. They will never be where they want to be till they get to heaven. And Lord, we, we uh, pray right now, since we're in this time, for my brother Nate, who actually came to church on Sunday after his wife's memorial service the day before. And we don't even pretend to understand the feelings that he might have and understand you. But Lord, we give our hearts to you. We give our trust to you. And I pray that you would bring comfort to Nate and especially his kids and family that they would sense your presence in their life, that you would bring what it takes into them to help them to find you in Jesus' name. I thank you for that seed that was planted yesterday in them, and it will come to, to pass, in even one of them or all of them. And um, I, I think I stopped praying, in, but I'm also prophesying in Jesus' name. Amen. We... Um, had the memorial service for Christina yesterday, and she fought so long. And um, if you heard the, what we talked about that yesterday, we, she, she won the battle, whether we understand or not. And um, it seems like we don't get to choose our battles. Christina didn't get to choose her battle with leukemia. It seems like the battles seem to choose us, right? And we're like, I didn't ask for it. I don't want this. I, didn't earn, I, I thought I earned something else, yet, yet the battles come to us. And in those moments, we better know who was in our corner. And I know you know who was in your corner, and that is 
God, the God, and the Message Bible calls him the God of the angel armies. Would you look at 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20? And I'm going to read um, a, a number of verses in here, and I'm going to skip um, through some, but I'm going to start with verse 1. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1, in the NIV version, it says this. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Munites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. There's three groups here, the Moabites, the Ammonites, the, I'm calling them the Munites. I think that's how I would pronounce it. And they represent, they were literal real battles. They were real armies. They were real people that were fighting against Jehoshaphat. One of the coolest names in the Bible, by the way. They were fighting against him, but they to us represent, you have your Moabites, you have your Ammonites. Am I preaching? Say amen. You have your Munites. You have the flesh. You have the world. You have the enemy. And it fights against you. And it says, it just says that. It just says after this, this happened. The King James Version says it this way. Um, it came to pass that the Moabites, Ammonites, and Munites came against Jehoshaphat. It, came to, it just came to pass. He wasn't asking for it. He didn't want it to. The New King James Version says it like this. It happened. It just, it just happened. How many have had an it happened? You wouldn't believe what happened to me this week, this year. It seems like this entire year, this entire month, my entire family, that you'd rather have not happened, something that happened. If you didn't choose it or want it or deserve it, but you feel like you're under attack today, let me tell you, the battle is not yours. The battle for your insecurity is not yours. The battle for your uh, you feeling less than others is not yours. The battle that makes you feel like um, God doesn't love you, it is not yours. The battle that says that I will never become anything because look at what I did before, the battle is not yours. If you have fear, if you have uh, bitterness, whatever, the battle is not yours. This is what happened to Jehoshaphat. He had no time to react. It wasn't like, um, this will happen. <laughs> this was going to happen, and Jehoshaphat is reading it in the Bible before it happens. Oh, this is, they're coming? Okay, I got, no, it just all of a sudden came on him. He didn't have time to get prepared. He didn't have time to say to the troops, we're going into battle. We've been in, uh, in a recession, or we've been in a time of nothing happening, and now it's, no, it just happened. He didn't have time to go and ask other opinions. When something happens to you, sometimes we'll go and say, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And we don't go to God right away. He didn't even have time to ask anyone else, what do you think? And that often, that's what happens. It's, oh, it seems the attacks are usually a surprise in our lives. Most seem to be a surprise when you're not able to look at other options. And I want to tell you, these are the times they don't drive you away from God, but these are the times that drive you to God and make you run to God, make you do something you should have done all along, but you weren't doing until it happened. And then, oh, I'm coming to church, or oh, I'm going to Jesus, or I'm going to start praying, I'm going to start fasting, because this just happened. And alarmed, it says in verse 3, we're going to skip to verse 3. This is where Jehoshaphat finds himself running to God's presence. Maybe he had in the past, but maybe he hadn't, and maybe this came about. And now God is using this to help him come to him. And it says, alarmed, 
Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And then he proclaimed a fast. He made everyone fast. I'm going to proclaim a fast today. Everyone needs to fast for the next three months. No food, no drink. Okay, no. He proclaimed that to his people because he could do that. But it says that, um, that he was alarmed. But what do you do when battles come? Do you, do you alarm, you feel alarmed and then do you inquire of the Lord? Often we'll inquire of the Lord, but often we don't inquire of the Lord. Instead, we go to our own vices, which might be gossip, which might be asking someone else's opinion, which sometimes is good. There's wisdom in asking of a, you know, a, many, a multitude of people. There's wisdom there. But sometimes we go to something else. We go to what Jim Smith went to 20 years ago when he went to alcohol. Maybe you go, to, there it is again. It came back up again, these addictions. You go to your addiction. You go to your safe place that's not really safe at all, but you feel like it's because it's your stronghold. You go into this, and it just is building brick after brick after brick all around you, and you get into this place, and you don't have to talk to God. You just wallow in your sadness and your pornography and your escape, whatever it is, instead of inquiring of the Lord. When we inquire of the Lord, we might get alarmed. Or you might call it shaken. Or in some versions it says he was shocked. But you are not defeated because you have taken the focus off of yourself and put it on to God. And when you do that, he takes over. Does that sound familiar? That is called worship. When the focus gets off of us and magnifies God, when, it, when God gets the credit, then it's called worship. And then God moves into action. He prayed and and by the way, this is how you create an atmosphere of worship. You pray, you sing, you inquire of the Lord. And it could take 30 minutes, it can take 30 hours, but really sometimes it can take 30 seconds. And you sense God's presence with you when instead of, of, of giving in, you resist the enemy and he flees. And you sense God's presence with you. Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of people in Judah and Jerusalem at the temple in the front of the new courtyard. And he said this, Lord, the God of your ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? Jehoshaphat immediately acknowledged this na the nature of his battle. The nature of his battle was not against the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Munites, and you can make your jokes there about the otherites. I hear, I hear that joke all the time. It was not against them. He acknowledged immediately this was a spiritual battle. He knew the nature was spiritual, and so um, it was against, against the spirits. So he knew that his uh, strategy must be spiritual, so he went to God. When we are thrown into a battle, we need to understand the nature of what is happening. Recognize it's not, and I said this earlier, it's not your wife, it's not your boss, it's not your church's fault, it's not your family's fault. We wrestle not against flesh, against people, but against the, the spiritual forces in high places. 
So next time, instead of blaming, it's their fault. Everyone, yeah, I won't go into that, but instead of blaming and analyzing the situation, look at, just call it for what it is. The enemy is at work, and I'm going to come against him. Do like Jehoshaphat. He worshiped. Verse 9, it says, he said, if calamity comes upon us, whether it's the sword or judgment or plague or famine or sickness or financial or our landlord, we will stand in the presence before the temple that bears your name and will cry out to you. Remind God of what he said to you when you're feeling discouraged. Because you know why? God forgets. Oh my gosh, you're preaching heresy. Yes, I am. He does not forget. He always remembers what he's done for you. It's just that we forget sometimes. We need to remind ourselves of what he's done for us in the past. God, I know that you came through before. I know that you brought me peace in the midst of my turmoil. I know, I've never said the word turmoil, but it just came. I know that, that um, you are there for me. I know that my life has been blessed. I know that, and now when I go into this situation, I know that you will come through again that's what you need to do you need to talk to yourself god hears you too but you need to talk to yourself and do you know who else hears you when you say it out loud not under your breath because the devil can't hear you when you're whispering and he, he's not that good of a listener he's, he's a horrible listener say it loud make sure he hears you so that he's afraid and when we take this posture when we take this posture, not a posture of, oh, I'm afraid. You understand what I'm saying? Then, when we take this, then the Spirit of the Lord, verse 14 says, then, in verse 14, it says, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah. You almost have to get an accent because I couldn't do those on my own. A Levite and descendant of I'm not allowed to say that word. As he stood in the assembly, this is what happened. A Levite, one of the preachers, one of the people that work in the church, gave him the word of the Lord because he humbled himself. He postured himself in worship. And it says this in verse 15. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Colorado Springs. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged because of your enemies, this vast army. Here is your word. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I want you to say that with me. The battle is not yours, it's God's. Thank you for preaching to me. You just told me. I will believe that. The battle is not mine, it is God's. That is the same for you. Don't fight a battle that isn't yours. Well, it's, I'm required to. I, I got to fight the No, you don't have to fight the battle. It is not yours. When you start to fight battles that aren't yours, that you fought for a long time, it makes you tired. You run out of strength. You don't have what it takes to, to fight it. And then you end up failing. And then you end up being discouraged. And you end up being depressed. And you end up thinking, God doesn't love me anymore. The battle is not yours. I had it written here. This is how we fight our battles. There's a song. You'll have to look, listen to it. 
I looked up the lyrics, and it basically says, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. That's what it says, almost the entire song. And it's making the point, I'm not doing anything. I'm worshiping. This is how I fight my battles. I worship. I give God praise. Let him do it for me. That's a good word, amen? How many are awake today? Are you awake? Awake in the room? We're almost done. We're almost done. But if you feel like you're tired, just stay with me for a minute. This is very important to our lives. Verse uh, 21, real quick. It says this. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and worship. Verse 22, go to there. It says, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, I like this part, he set ambushes against the men of all of those enemies that, he, that were coming against him. He set ambushes. Does anyone know what the word ambush means? Anyone in the room? Anyone in the room? I'm going to ask a, a cop. Caught by surprise. A caught being caught by the surprise. So the devil, that's good, because the devil, surprise attacks us, and then when you inquire of the Lord, God will surprise. He will set an ambush against those others around you. My brother, uh, sorry, Angelo, would you come forward and um, sing a solo for us right now? This is how we fight our battles. Would you sing that for us? In fact, we'll do it together. Opera, I can do opera. Or just play, just play, that's better. How do you know when the battle is not yours? If it's too big, then it's not your fight. We got that taken care of. So if, if you're not sure still, like maybe I should fight this battle myself. When I leave this place, when I go into my secret place will I go to a hiding place or try to get away from God and go back to my devices and go back to my vices and go back to my sin and go back to my flesh and try to fight up myself or will I go to God the battle is not yours Jehoshaphat won through worship he won it through worship would you close your eyes with me and I know that we had dealt with all these things at the beginning of service. But it confirms th that what we were supposed to talk about today because whether we talked about it or not, the Holy Spirit was going to make sure that people fought some battles in the spiritual realm with or without a sermon. And you might have already fought that for yourself. But it'll come, it'll try to come back. And you think, well, if I have enough willpower, I can fight this. I can stop being fearful. I can stop being um, afraid. I can stop being lonely. I can stop being depressed. I can, if I just try really hard, if I just do everything I can to do this myself, you might even be giving, saying, I'm doing it with God, but you're really doing it yourself. If I just have enough willpower to do this, I will do this. And I want to tell you, it's not a willpower problem. You don't have a problem with your willpower. You're not weak that way. It's a worship problem. Hear this. It's a worship problem for you. What you give your worth to. You give your worth to, um, 
to addictions. You love those things more than you love God. That's called worship. Start loving God more than you love those things. Well, I can't because I love the, the more you love something, the more you want to keep loving it. And I hate to go here again, but I'm going there. S- love God more than that. It's a worship problem. When you get your worship right, when you get your worship right, that I will worship you. I will inquire of you, God. I will not look to myself. I will look to you. Then you will break that addiction in your life. You will break that thing. That's, yeah, it sounds easy. It sounds easy to say, but until you do it. Start worshiping better. Be a better worshiper, right? We all need that. How many want to be a better worshiper? Give God more praise, even more praise. If you're able to, would you stand with me? I want you to say this in your, in your prayer. You know, the, the church has, has taken... Um, the, the, the whole thing of the word of faith and maybe perverted it a bit, causing people not to want to speak things into existence or speak things into the atmosphere or let their words be powerful. They think, well, I'm afraid because I've heard someone say, well, I speak that I have a Cadillac or I speak that I have a jet plane. And yes, that's, that's misuse of speaking speaking words out of your mouth, but the Bible is very clear that your words, your words create things in the spiritual realm, not because they're your words, but because you're God's child. And when you speak them, and I've seen it happen, when I speak something, often it will happen in my life because I'm speaking in faith. So I want you to know today, I'm going to ask you to say some things, but don't think we're trying, we're misusing the word of faith in our lives. We're just claiming what Jesus has given us. He claimed, He said, I have all authority. Jesus said, I have all authority. I heal all these people. I raise people from the dead. I cast out blindness and people get healed from deafness. And, and now I take this authority and I give it unto you so that you might do the same things in your name. No, in my name. So would you say this? Jesus Christ, I love you. I proclaim you as my Lord. And I encourage you to I encourage you to speak these out loud. I proclaim you as my Lord. There is nothing special about my words. But when your spirit and your authority is on them, I can speak in power. And so I say right now, my, let me say how I should say this. My battles must bow to you, Jesus, because of your power in my life. Tell your, tell your sickness, tell your battle, tell whatever it is. You must bow. Say it in your own words right now. You must bow. You have no power in my life. And don't be afraid that someone hears you around you. Speak it. Speak it into the atmosphere. It creates worship. Speak it out. You have no power in my life. I will not give in to this. I will not live for this. I will live in freedom. Would you say this with me? I choose freedom. I walk my life in freedom 
by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for coming through for me and my family. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you. Thank you.